Blog Talk Radio. intro tonight. It's Wednesday night and it's time for another installment of The Ruckus. I'm your host, Jay LaBeouf. I'm joined by Ryan Bivens, of course, Sweet Boxing Ratings, Michelle Rosado, uh, Raging Babe, RB. You'll hear me call her RB because Michelle Rosado, you already know her name, so we're going to keep it to RB. We got a great show tonight. What time is it? Is it showtime? Is it one time? Is it halftime? We're going to find out tonight what time is it. We joined by uh, Sean Porter. We joined by Keith Thurman. We got some word on the curb. We got news. We got everything you need all packaged in a great, however long this show goes on tonight, platform. The call-in number for the show, 718-508-9852. Or you can tweet your comments, questions, concerns to myself, Ryan Bivens, RB, you follow all of us on Twitter, so you should know what what time it is, at least what it pertains to us. You know what time it is when you listen to the ruckus. So, like I said, we got a great show for this evening for your listening pleasure. So let me bring in the team. Let's start out with Mr. Sweet Boxing himself, fresh off of the illegal download, Ryan <laughs> Bivens. <laughs> Yo, What's I, up, Ryan I did nothing Bivens? illegal today. I'm I'm clean. I, I, I'm gonna change my ways. <laughs> he is he has reformed. Hallelujah. No no illegal. I'm just kidding. Of course he's not illegally downloading anything. What kind of show do you think this is? Yeah, not anymore. Uh, right, right. You know we have. You know we are reformed. We are delivered, and we are all prayed up. Yes, we are. And let me bring in R.B. What's up, R.B.? Hey, Jay. Hey, Ryan. What's what, what, what's good? What's going on in Phoenix? What you got for us tonight, R.B.? Oh, man. I, we got a lot of good stuff on deck tonight. I got We got a little bit of word on the curb. Uh, we got a, a, a great formatted show for you guys tonight we, with um, Sean Porter and some other little surprises later, and I'm just ready to get this thing going. Well, we got a we got a great show planned. We're going to have uh, Sean joining us first. He'll be coming in at 10 of the hour. Ryan Bivens, of course, is going to hold us down with all the latest happenings that he had time to get into before we got on the air tonight because, you know, it's always a lot going on in boxing. Speaking of a lot going on in boxing, this morning from Montreal, we had the <clears> – <throat> Sergey Kovalev versus John Pascal rematch press conference happening, and wow, 
John Pascal played the entire deck of race cards today. And uh, Sergey Kovalev just, uh, you know, he was there. He had some fruit tossed his way. What a great, what a waste of good bananas. I like bananas. I like a little potassium in my diet. But apparently Sergey Kovalev and John David Jackson got some tossed at him. RB, I know you were at work. Ryan, did you get a chance? You probably were at work too. I think, did anybody yeah, see the uh, press sure. conference? I left early in the morning today. I ain't got back until about an hour ago. Oh, my God. Well, for those of you who did watch the press conference, make sure you tweet any of us. So the happenings, to make long story short, John Pascal had a good wireless mic. He had on his best Empire-inspired outfit, his best Rick Ross Philly beard, and he went back and forth like, yo, son, yo, son, yo, son. Let me tell you how racist, how racist is Sergey Kovalev. Sergey Kovalev is so racist. He called me a piece of shit, and he only calls black boxers pieces of shit. He doesn't call white boxers pieces of shit. He can't. Oh. John, pa- John Pascal has made it very clear that he doesn't do Adonis Stevenson, damn the Haiti connection. He don't like him, but they were in solidarity as black men today, at least from John Pascal's perspective. They are unified in their disdain. So John Pascal says for uh, so Sergey Kovalev and uh, what they perceive to be uh, racist behavior. So not only that, he also told John David Jackson that he needs to stand up for black people. So if you didn't catch the press conference today, I think you can go on the main events YouTube channel. I don't know if they still have it looping because it was a live stream, but the Kovalev uh, Pascal press conference. Man, somebody get John Pascal a, a part on Empire because he is swagadocious when he comes to these press events. So somebody help him out with that. Also happening today, what the hell is up with Kelly Pavlik? And more importantly, who are these media people that are following Kelly Pavlik around like that? I saw a story today that was tweeted out by TMZ that Kelly Pavlik got arrested or is being charged with assault or something of that nature related to a pellet gun. We were so busy getting ready for tonight, I didn't even get to read the full story. I just saw Kelly Pavlik, TMZ, and a pellet gun. Did anybody else get wind of this story? Ryan, did you see it before we jumped on tonight? Uh, I'm looking at it right now, but it says it's convicted. He faces up to 180 days in jail. It was a, a oh. 20 caliber pellet gun. What what is up with these boxers and their fascination with guns? You got Jermaine Taylor taking pictures and shooting up. You got Adrian Broner, Robert Guerrero going through airports in New York with guns. I mean, what is the fascination? I, mean, what? I, I, I think it comes down to, uh, you know, um, mental disability, honestly. I'm just afraid of guns. I, the only shots I like fired are the ones that have tequila up to the brim. Other than that, people can keep them guns to themselves. I'm, I'm not. I'm not with the guns. I, I respect your, your liberty to own one. Just I don't want one around me. So, Kelly, poor Kelly Pavlik. I don't know. Kelly Pavlik has just hit a hard patch uh, later in life. Yeah. Yeah, so Pavlik let's see. We have. Around. He didn't mean to hurt the guy. Oh. <laughs> Well, I, I got to read the story. So did he actually pull the trigger and point it oh, at yeah, somebody? He did he point it? Oh, oh, man, that's terrible. Come on, Kelly Pavlik. Come on now. I mean, not like we were in danger of you coming back to boxing, but damn. Come on, man. Come on. Get it together. But, hey, we, we maybe we should get him to come on the show. Oh, Lord. 
Maybe do the would be great. How about how great would it be if we can get like Kelly Pavlik and Jermaine Taylor on the same show? Oh wow! And Adrian. That would be, and Adrian that Broner. Would, that would break numbers. That would break records. We could call it a three. We'll have it live on the records. <laughs> <laughs> I, we, I'm, I'm telling. We could call it the Smith and Wesson edition. We can call it Smith and Wesson. You know, because shots fired is such a. You know, it'll be a little too obvious. Maybe we'll call it. You know, a 21 gun salute because between of them, I'm sure they've got about 21 guns between the three of them. Ah, uh, see, nobody liked my title. Wait, I liked it. Okay. So, Moving on. Like- Moving on, pop, pop, pop. We'll move on to something else. Uh, before we have uh, Sean join us, let's see any other interesting news. Of course, the ongoing battle of words, the Hatfield McCoy type antics between Floyd Mayweather and Oscar De La Hoya. You know, they it's getting old. It's like those like those two old men on the Muppet Show that used to sit in the balcony and used to talk shit to each other back and forth. That is Floyd and Oscar. They have to work together in the same arena, but they're continually talking mess about each other. So I'm going to start referring to them as the two old men in the balcony on the Muppet Show. That is who I think uh, Floyd and Oscar are now. Um, you know, what, what uh, Michelle, uh, RB, what do you think about the two of them going back and forth? You know what? Last night I put some stuff out there on my Twitter and then I kind of felt bad putting it out there because, you know, number one, you should never wish ill will on anybody that has personal demons, you know, and say what you want. You know, it's, it's very well known and Oscar De La Hoya has admitted that, you know, he's had an alcohol problem or a drug problem and everybody knows he dressed up in drag and, you know, why keep beating it over the head? He's been in rehab. He's trying to get better. And I'm sure it's something that he's always going to have to work on, you know, and that's something that he's going to have to deal with between him and God and his family. And so with Floyd, you know, the same can be said. He's been accused of beating women, you know, at least seven times. He went to jail for it. And, you know, it, it's that's a disease in itself, too. And I just wish that they would stop picking on each other because it's so petty and it's something that they need to deal with and they need to pray about it. And, you know, I, I don't understand either side because I've never had a drug problem and I don't agree with women beating. But I just think it's something that's personal and they should take it up with the Lord and and let's stop talking about it and they should take they should stop making jokes about it because it's nothing funny. They have both done so much for the sport. They are they you know, they made pay-per-view what it was and they built these major brands and they're still relevant in boxing today and i just wish that they would bury the hatchet and let it go i know i know they could do such great things together um but unfortunately for them they are still being petty and childish about it so hopefully in 2016 we will hopefully see them come to some type of uh some type of a agreement. Let's see. Uh anything else before we bring on Mr. Porter? Uh well uh, Ryan, thing... on the show. Oh, I mean later on I'll be uh giving some some Triple G updates. So, you know, what his next fight looks like is gonna be and how interesting that is. Right. Well, while we're waiting for Sean to call in, um, 
let's see, Ryan, I know you're in Philly, and I heard a couple days ago that Keenan Smith had to pull out of the Wellington Romero card. Apparently, Keenan hurt his shoulder pretty bad and needs shoulder surgery. So have you heard any of that in the Philly boxing world over there? No, I haven't heard that yet. But um, I, I wasn't in West Philly today, so maybe they were talking about it. I'll, I'll check on it tomorrow. I'll let you know. All right. Okay. Well, cool. And I think uh, we ha- we should have Sean on there. Let's is is he on there yet? No, I'm looking for his number in the console, and I don't see it yet. So we okay. are just just waiting for him. He'll uh, be calling in soon. You know, I don't want to talk too much about the news because I know Ryan is going to get into that later. But um, you know, hey, in the meantime, anybody funny stuff. Well, in the mean- if you have any more, uh, you know, telepathic-like news, go ahead. <laughs> well, I was going to uh, say, is anybody picking Pascal this weekend <laughs> to win? Yeah. Um, I think his mom is picking him. Oh. I don't even know if Freddie Roach is picking him to win. She ain't picking him. Freddie, you, I, I bet you Freddie didn't bet no houses before this fight, did he? <laughs> no. Nope. Yeah. No. Freddie, Freddie. interviewed about exactly what houses did he lost in the, in the bet. Well, I know but, where one uh, of the houses is, and he's still in it because he lives next door to uh, the parents of a friend of mine. But we'll get into that later in the show. Let's bring in our first guest, Sean Showtime Porter. To make his way to the ring showtime, Sean. What's going on, Showtime, Sean Porter? Yeah, y'all hitting the effects over there. I like that. <laughs> I know. I know. We had to give you a proper intro because we're glad you joined us, and so we had to hook up a, a little something, something for you. So, welcome officially to the Ruckus. It is our pleasure to have you on this evening. You know, we've talked to your father before, so it's happy to hear directly from the man tonight on the show. Well, thank you very much for having me. Let's get into it. Let's do it. All right. All right. Hey, Sean, hey, Sean, so this is RB. Before we even get started, I, I wanted to thank you personally because a few years ago, you were actually one of my first interviews with a camera in Las Vegas, and I was so nervous, yeah. and and you made it so easy for that. Yeah, no problem at all. Yeah, I remember that. We were in the uh, media room at the MGM, and we had fun, so it's all good. I got you. Uh, all right, cool. So, all right, so look, the big announcement was made. You're fighting Keith Thurman March 12th in Connecticut. Um, and there was a little bit of stalling behind the scenes. We know you went out to New York and Keith Thurman wasn't there. And then you got sent out to L.A. And he did show up, you know, to make the announcement. Um, and we just wanted to know if you can give us any tea on why was the announcement taking so long? Was it because Keith was vacationing? Was he enjoying life or was it something being held up with the negotiations? You know what? I think it was a little bit of everything you just named. I think um, more than anything, though, was um, probably the um, after the negotiations were finished, you know, he, he was, you know, um, taking his time, trying to be the prima donna, trying to, you know, run the show. 
but he kind of, in, in, in my eyes and the way I feel, he kind of he he robbed us both of some 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 moments that we could have had. You know, as fighters, we're we're not only supposed to fight, but we're also supposed to put on the show. And uh, you know, this is this is this fight is big enough that we we should have been able to go to Florida and New York, and even Connecticut where the fight's being held in in L.A. like we just did last week, and you know, get around these different cities and do a tour to really. Um, put this fight on the level that it should be on. So I think he, you know, at the end of it all, he was, you know, kind of demonstrating, showing that, you know, quote unquote, I'm the man. But, you know, this the time is almost here, March 12th, and, you know, we'll get it on. Okay. So now that we're talking about going to Connecticut and all that, so from a business perspective, it's probably more favorable for the fight to have taken place in Las Vegas just because, Everyone knows there's more money to be made in Vegas. The taxes are lower, yada, yada, yada. So why didn't the fight happen in Vegas? Isn't that where it belongs? Yeah, the, you know, honestly, the fight here, it belongs here in Vegas. Uh, I, I feel like, you know, Keith knows that I live here and he may not have wanted to fight here. But, you know, at this point, it's like crying over spilled milk. Uh, he's going to get paid, I'm going to get paid, and we'll we'll be fighting in Connecticut. All right, so... I know that you go way back with Keith, and you guys have even sparred. So about how many rounds do you think you guys had sparred? Uh, You know what? I don't know. We probably sparred for, I think we sparred for about two weeks, and it was like every other day, and we probably did six to eight rounds every other day. So anywhere from 20 to 30 rounds, and, you know, know, good rounds. Um, uh, Hard work on my behalf. You know, I, I come in and I do what I do, aggression, speed, lots of punches. And you know Keith was on the move, so we we we've seen him one on one move. We've we've seen him try to evade my shots, and you know we'll be prepared for that in the fight. All right, I was just going to ask you how did it go because your your father Kenny was on the show a couple weeks ago, and he said, "Man, Keith wouldn't sit down long enough to have a sip of tea with us." Yeah, yeah, I uh, I really wouldn't put it that way, but yeah, he didn't he didn't he didn't sit down too much. It was he was more so on the move. All right, so uh, regarding the fight in Connecticut, you know, in the Broner fight, it's no secret. Uh, You know, a lot of the chips were stacked up against you. You prevailed, you know, by the grace of God anyway, and you stayed very positive throughout. Um, How much input do you have on this fight to ensure that there's an even playing field, meaning the gloves are the gloves, you you know, the ref, and, and all these other things that were kind of going a little out of whack during the Broner fight? Yeah, that that was that was um that was nuts. You know, he he was really wanting to call the shots. I think, you know, at this point, Keith knows that this is a fight. This is a, a welterweight division fight for the WBA title. He's gonna do what he can. What he can, he's gonna do. You know, everything that he can to, you know, make sure he gets paid what he wants to get paid. And you know, the fight time is whatever fight time he wants it to be. The weigh-in is whatever time he wants it to be. But Aside from that, I don't expect him to try to control too much other than, you know, the the what 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 is expected, you know. So uh I'm looking forward to to a, a competitive fight. I'm not looking for uh him to come in crying or 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 or, or yelling and, and trying to store up commotion. I think that this is what it it, it better be what it should, what it's supposed to be. It's, this is supposed <laughs> to be two good fighters getting in the ring going at it, you know, not not two fighters, you know, standing at a podium going at it or anything like that. Yeah. I want to ask you something about Keith. Since you guys go way back, 
you know, and I'm going to just ask you honestly, has he always been this weird and eccentric? <laughs> it, yeah, you know what? It, his style is 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 one of a kind. It goes all the way back. You know, um, I remember having conversations like this dude is just different, you know. But you know, it, it works for him. You know, some people like it, some people don't. I, uh, you know, I, I applaud him for you know being different or whatever. I, I pride myself on you know, not doing anything that, you know, the average 28-year-old does or, you know, anything like that. So, you know, I, I'm I'm usually in church and I'm not sagging my pants, you know, not, not that yeah. 28-year-olds are doing that. But I try to be the um, the, the steady role model that I want to be and, and I hope to be and, and uh, be an inspiration and a motivation. You know, I, I think, you know, Keith is uh, in a lot of people's eyes or, you know, some of us, you know, we think he's weird, but it works for him. What what's the strangest thing that you think that you've seen Keith do outside of the ring? Uh, you know, he I've seen we we've had conversations. I've been to his house. Um his even his um his religious uh views, I can't really say right off the hand because it's been a little while since I spoke to him about it, but even those were a little um a little contrary to to what I'm used to, what I'm used to hearing from anyone from the states, you know what I mean. So yeah. it was just different, you know. So, but we, I've, I've had some interesting, different conversations with him. Well, speaking of different, you know, I'm glad that was a, a, a great segue. During the roundtable in Los Angeles, you know, we sat with you, we sat with Keith, and during Keith's portion of the roundtable, he said that. He once had aspirations of being a pay-per-view star, but now he doesn't want our money. He doesn't want our money. He doesn't want it. He was very emphatic that he doesn't want the fans' money. What he wants instead is to have 20 million people tune in and watch on regular TV in the hopes of uh, all this earning potential for sponsors who would advertise during these fights which is, you know, any professional athlete wants some big sponsorship money. What are your thoughts on being a pay-per-view star versus a free TV star? Do you share the same vision? Yeah, you know what, growing up, and even now, I I watch football religiously. I'm in front of the the Fox and the CBS and ESPN every Monday, Sunday, and Thursday, you know, NFL Network, you know. That is it's very cool to see that we are in the same position as a lot of the athletes that we look up to now. You know, it used to be you could only see it on Showtime. And, you know, it's cool that I was down at L.A. Live headed to the fights and I'm walking past a restaurant and I see boxing on TV. That It wasn't like that a year ago, man. That That makes me proud and happy. And to see other people tuning in to boxing is just excellent. I told my dad when we moved to Spike, we didn't know what was going on. I looked at my dad. I said, let's just be cool. Let's see what's going on. I said, as long as we're getting paid the right, you know, what we're supposed to be getting paid, I said, I said everything will be good, right? And he looked at me and said, yeah, well, we'll see. Up until this point, everything has been the way it should be uh, on the check side. So, you know, if if I get the check that I'm supposed to have on, on, on pay-per-view TV and I'm getting that now on um, on regular TV, then – then I'm good. Then then what's the problem? We get more views. Hi, um, Sean. Um, as you know, the the one loss on your record is to Kell Brook. Um, he accomplished this by doing, you know, a lot of 
lot of moving, you know, good footwork, and uh, he clinched a lot. Um, how much do you expect Keith Thurman to adapt that strategy, and what do you have in place to, to make sure it, it doesn't work on you this time? You know, I think he's going to um, adopt that strategy. I think especially, you know, in the points where I will be, you know, aggressive going to his body, he's going to he look to, you know, if he can't move, then then, then hold or grab or whatever. Uh, we've done a job, a good job since that Kell Brook fight of bringing in guys that are attention. Their only intention is to hold me through a sparring round, and, and I have to, you know, figure out ways to work around it to get out of it and do whatever I have to do not to put myself in that position. So I think this fight, man, is for me is eyes open, you know, recognizing what's going on, making adjustments, you know. If this is going to be a very quick, fast-paced um, chess match, and I think that, you know, I'm, I'm I'm down for it, I'm ready for it, and, and I love it, you know. I think when you have that, what, what, when you realize what challenges are in front of you, and you're you're able to you know rise to those challenges, then it, it just makes you better. So I will be much much better in this fight against Kell Brook, or I'm sorry, against Keith Thurman than I was against Kell Brook. Okay, thank you. So Sean, Angel Garcia made some comments, and I know you've been probably asked this a dozen times, but you know he was he was saying that you and Keith should wait to fight. That you guys are in your prime. You're too young. There's more money to be made. You know, you could build this into a Mayweather-Pacquiao type of thing. You know, how, how do you feel about Angel's comments? Did you agree with him saying, you know, you could fight a Salka and make the same amount of money? You know, I just don't agree with it, but money is not my only um, uh, motivation for this, for fighting, for boxing. Uh, there's a little bit more than that for me. You know, uh, legacy, reputation, um, pride, respect. And the list goes on. So for me to have this fight against Keith now, I, I, we said for a long time that it was coming. We didn't know when it was going to come, but when it makes sense, that's when we'll fight. And it appears to be at, you know, I'm 28. I'm pretty sure Keith's 27 or 28. It, the fight makes sense now. It makes sense for the fans, and it's going to make sense when we get in the ring. So, you know, I, I can't, you know, I can't dummy down my competition just to make money. That's not how I operate. Sean, you must be over here reading my script notes. Speaking of dummying down competition, how disappointing was it for you? Obviously, this the, the, the Thurman fight is a great fight, a fight we wanted to see, a, a competitive fight, a Super Bowl fight. You both actually said that when we met with you in Los Angeles. On Across the street, uh, your former foe that you defeated, Adrian Broner, now finds himself into a title shot. You're in a better fight with Thurman, but he's in a title shot with Ashley Theophane. What was your impression of that announcement? Well, I mean, he's he's moving his career the way he wants to move his career. That's all I have to say about that. Uh, the people, the powers that be are allowing him to. And, you know, all the, I just hope the best for the kid. I hope that, you know, he saves up, he wins, and he continues to do his thing. Ashley Theophane, I don't think is, is – I think he's a little um, overmatched for this fight, but I don't think he's going to – I don't think Adrian Brown is going to come in and just bulldoze this guy and get him out of there. I think Theophane will make the fight competitive, way more competitive than I think Adrian is expecting it to be. Or anyone in this, in this, and in, in any of the fans are expecting it to be. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I, I think you have to pay your dues before you get shots at titles. And you know, some guys haven't, 
in my opinion, have really paid their their dues. But you know, it all comes with the with the territory, so you deal with it. Okay, enough about you know the the boxing business, your business. Let's talk about some things that are a little bit more fun. Now, you're a fun guy. I've seen you post some videos and your social media of you dancing. One that jumped out to me that tickled me was you dancing to the song Dare by Gorillaz. And I like the song, too. I'm familiar with the song. But I, the first thing I thought was, do you have a Wii? Were you playing the Wii when you made that video? Because my daughter <laughs> likes that song, too, and she likes to get down on the Wii. Do you have a Wii? Here's the, here's the thing with that song. Um, I live with my mom. <laughs> And I was a senior in high school, and I was living with my mom. Every morning before I would leave for school, I would turn on uh, the TV, just, you know, have some music going or whatever before I go to school. And that video would literally come on every single day. And and mind you, at this time, my mom was, I don't know, like, I don't know, maybe 40 or something like that at the time, 30, whatever. And she would get up, and we would straight up be jamming to that song. So that goes all the way back to 2006 when I was jamming to that. And so I was just in front of – I was cleaning up, and I had my uh, my my uh, my iPad out. And, uh, and I, the song came on, and I was jamming. And then for some reason, I just recorded it. And started moving, doing whatever, and like you said, I like to have fun. So there ain't nothing wrong with that. And I had the video for a few hours, and I was, I just was like, you know, I'm gonna post this. <laughs> hey, it ain't no fun if the homie thing happening. Yeah, it's so great to see the human side of fighters. Everybody thinks thinks that you guys are just these killers and these animals, and you guys are human. You guys like to have fun. You go to church. You dance. You sing. I mean. That that's what I think the fans love to see because then you're more relatable. You know, they can relate to you more. So you know I what I think so too, and and that was the mm-hmm. number one reason why I posted it. I don't think that you know very many people know my um my, the humor side of myself. So I wanted to post that video just to you know show people that you know hey, no matter what time, what 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 place you're in, you can still have fun. That's all I do, man. Is I, I train and have fun. That's great. So. I want to know something about your dad. Everybody knows Kenny to be, you know, this tough guy, no nonsense. He's not going to put up with no crap. You know, he's all about protecting his son. Tell me something that your dad owns that would surprise all of us right now. I don't know what kind of dog it is. I think that would surprise anyone more than anything. It's like <laughs> the same kind of dog that was on the Wizard of Oz or something. It's a shit to a or something. A Yorkie. A Yorkie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it bugs me, but he, he absolutely loves it to death. I think anyone that, you know, you see a boxer, you relate a boxer to another boxer dog or, or a pit bull or uh, a Doberman pincher or something like that, as big and, and, and strong as my dad looks, he, he carries around this little uh, this little Yorkie uh, and, and loves on it more than he loves on anything else. I hope he's not mad at me. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Don't That's tell us funny. that he got a Yorkie. He does not Bye have a Yorkie. What, what's I his Yorkie's name? I don't believe it. What's his Yorkie's name? Do you do you do you really? The Yorkie's name is Sugar. I refuse to call that dog. Sean, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what? Tell us something that you own that would surprise everybody listening. Like, do you own something that nobody would expect? Are you into something that would surprise us? 
Man, you know, I don't think I am. My dad last uh, Christmas he bought me a uh a alpaca rug and it's got a lion on it. So I would say probably my alpaca. I take my socks and my shoes and, and I get butt naked on the alpaca sometimes. Oh. <laughs> well, well damn, that's a whole other side of Sean Poor. Peter probably mad at you, but some of our female listeners are probably like, Hey boo, hey Sean. Yeah. Wow. It's, so hey, you heard it here on the ruckus. If you're saying wild, then you ain't never felt the alpaca on your booty. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, so things learn to... See, the ruckus is an educational show. So now you know what to get for Valentine's Day. You must get an alpaca and put your naked ass on the alpaca rug because you have not lived until you've had the... (laughs) Man, I'm gonna get. I, I don't know if I can afford an alpaca, but I'm, if I do, I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the nearest place Sean sent me. You you'll be surprised how fast you fall asleep. You'll wake up. You'll, oh. you'll wake up. Won't even realize where you at. You're like, who's room in my? Aunt? Oh, oh yeah. Oh man, Sean, listen. We heard that you're, you're right, a mo- that oh. you're a movie buff. Oh, kill him. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so we have a game that we want to play with you called The Audience is Listening. Are you ready? Go for it. All right, Giandra, you want to play our drop? (laughs) All right, we have some audible. Huh? We ready to go. Okay, we're going to play an audio drop from a movie, and you have to tell us what movie it's from. Ready? Yeah. All right, Jay, play the first drop. We can stay here, get the shit kicked out of us, or we can fight our way back into the light. I think that's Did you any hear given that? Sunday. Yeah. I think that's any given Sunday. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. That is one correct for you. Okay, let me get the next one ready for you. I'm uh, Alpaca on the booty just got me all off my cue. I'm sitting here thinking, what does an alpaca feel like on your booty? Okay, here's the next one. Hey, listen to your boss, white boy. Oh, I'm going to go walking in the moonlight with you. You want to hold my hand? Hey, uh, I think I know what that is, but play that one again. I, could, I couldn't really hear it. I think that's, I think that's Django. Play it again, hey, Jay. to your boss, white boy. Oh, I'm gonna go walk. Oh yeah. Alright, right, so this this is what I'm gonna do uh, to liven up the, the uh to liven up the game. I'm gonna tell you what what movie it is and what scene it is. Oh all right. Uh-huh. Okay. Alright, so so okay. I'm I'm pretty sure the first one was Al Pacino when he was when he was talking to the team right before they went out like at in at halftime, I think. That's what that part was. But this part right here, this is Django when they headed to the Candyland, and uh, I I didn't realize like half the movie that the the one uh, the one guy is the one white guy is gay, <laughs> and he said you want to hold my hand. But that's the part where they headed to Candyland, and and Jamie Fox telling him not to look at him. All that's right, great. very very good. All right, here's one. Uh, let's see if you can guess this one. Little rascal belong to me. Proud to say, boss, I'm not baby's daddy. I be the paw, boss. I'm the paw that they're young and boss. I'm the peppy. Uh, 
What's that one? That's a that's a KP favorite right there. That's life. And that's the part where, yeah, that's the part where the uh, where the where the re- retarded dude or whatever uh, <laughs> knocked up the uh, the master's the master's daughter, and then everybody else <laughs> <stood> up. <laughs> we got one more for right. you, and you you have to get this one because I mean, if you don't get this one, Sean, you're fired. Oh my life! I think I it's gonna be fight. I had to fight my daddy. I had to fight my uncles. I had to fight my brothers. What is it, Sean? All right, let me first say this. That's color purple. Woo! Now, I saw color purple when I was little, so I'm not a a fan of the color purple. Maybe I should see it now while I'm older and I can understand everything. But to me, that movie was just nothing but drama and I don't know what else. The movie was not for me when I was little. Well, you know, it's just a black household staple. So you had to give me the You're pretty good at this music thing, Any uh, uh, this movie thing. Any chance that you want to hang the gloves up and become a, uh, a superstar on the big screen? Uh, that's a possibility one day, maybe. I but you know what though, I'm different you, though. Like I I watch, I don't just watch the movies. Like I I learn the actors and the actresses. I learn the producers, the directors. Uh, I I listen to the music in the movies when it's queued up, like top to bottom. Like I I love think about movie, the lighting in the movie. Like I I love like the artistic side of movies, not just the. You know, we're going to watch this movie because it's funnier because it has, you know, this or that person in it. You know, I look for the the actors that no one knows. How do you do, you know, aside, you know, the the mainstream actor, you know, so I, I watch it all. Well, you are a well-versed guy and you're a very spiritual guy. And a, a little dove flew to my house today and sat on my windowsill and said and told me that you recently became a usher in the church. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been an usher at the church for about a year now. I love it. So did you wear your white gloves for us tonight? Are you going to put one (laughs) finger up if you have to uh, leave the show early a little bit tonight? That's funny. No, we don't uh, don't wear white gloves. They uh, they send us an email telling us what color uh, tie to wear, and we show up on Sunday ready to work for the Lord. That's it. That's awesome. Well, and... That's awesome. In honor of your your spiritual your spirituality, we have one more thing we want you to play, and I'm gonna play the drop for you. Jesus is on the main line. <laughs> oh, tell him what you want. So now, sing it, Sean. Give it to us, Sean. We know you can sing. Give, Go it, ahead, give Sean. us a little Jesus on the you main know. line. Jesus is on the main line. <laughs> Like back in the day, I went to I went to old school church back in the day, and it was like we did devotion. It was like everybody when I was everybody that was like sixty and above, them was the only guys that was allowed to do devotion. They have they was like eighty two years old up there doing devotion. They would all (laughs) sing that that deep raspy voice. Jesus is real dry. The man. Tell him what you want. And then the, oh, Jesus is on the main line. 
tell them what you want. And, you just, and, and they would sing that for like ever. So, you know, now I know all them songs. <laughs> okay, well, what? before we get into you telling us, well, I mean, Jesus is not on the main line. It's me, RB, and Ryan. We on the main line, not Jesus, but Jesus is listening. Before we get into what you want for 2016, I have to ask you about the congressional makeup. So, obviously, at the church, they know you're a boxer. And you're a young guy, so are the old church grannies trying to talk to you because you're a young tenderoni or, you know, are the ladies on you at the church? That's funny. No, no, no. L- listen, I love my church. We all know each other, and uh, they always asking when I'm fighting. And, uh, you know, anytime they don't they don't see me with somebody, they're wondering if I'm, if I'm single, if I, got a, if I got a girlfriend. They they going to introduce me to their daughter or their stepson. Uh, stepdaughter or whatever, so they they study. You know how it goes. They always trying to hook you over somebody, but they don't come at me directly themselves now. Man, they plotting on you, Sean. Okay, one more time for the drop, and then we're gonna get into what Jesus you is on the main line. Y'all got to get the dry. Right, yeah, y'all got the long version. Y'all got to get the dry version. You, well, I was trying. I found a whole bunch of different versions. I found like the <laughs> Alabama, you know, Alab- the the guys with the long hair version. I was looking for the up, uh, you know, the Mississippi Mass Choir version, but I couldn't find that one for the show. So, go ahead, take it away, RB. All right. So Jesus is on the main line, Sean, and we want you to be direct and tell Jesus what it is you want the most for 2016. Man, I, 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 more than anything, I just want to be a champion. You know, after that, for me, honestly, it's just about living right and, you know, continue to help spread my blessings to everybody else in my life. That's it. That's wonderful. So, all right. All right. Who, who in boxing, Sean, do you feel is in desperate need of prayers the most right now and of healing hands? <laughs> uh, I would say, hmm. Probably at this point, probably keep Thurman. Okay, let's, uh, let's make sure we pray for Keith. We got to pray for Keith. Yeah, let's make sure we pray for Keith. He need it. Yeah, we're going to pray for Keith. But you know what, Sean? We we really want to pray for Pritchard Cologne tonight. And uh, we know that he's probably in your thoughts and prayers, too. And um, before we let you go, can you lead in a prayer and we pray for Pritchard together? For sure, most definitely. Let's do it. Uh, you ready? Yes, let's go. We ready. Lord, thank you right now just for this opportunity you bless us with right now, Lord. You you bless us with the opportunity to, to honor your name and, and, and everything that you want for us right now, Lord. We pray right now, Lord, that you just bless every 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 voice that's on this line, Lord. I, I pray that you continue to um, bless us and make us more of what you want us to be and not what we want our, ourselves to be, Lord. And we we send a special prayer out right now to, to Pritchard Cologne, Lord. We, you know what he's going through, Lord, more than we know, Lord. And we pray that you just you keep his hand, Lord, and you, you bring him through what he's going through right now, Lord. We pray over his family, Lord, that you just keep them uh, lifted up, Lord. You keep them um, feeling your, your mercy, Lord, and, and, and your grace, Lord, as you you watch over their son, Lord, and you take him through what you're taking him through, Lord. We pray that you continue to bless his family, continue to bless uh, all of our family and all of our friends. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.
Amen. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, Sean. It was a pleasure to help uh, have you with us. Thank you. Thank you for praying with us. And thank you for putting me on game with the alpaca. Because one one day (laughs) when my pockets are long, I'm getting me an alpaca. And I'm going, where did you get your alpaca? So that I can say that you sent me so you can get 10% off on your next alpaca. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they got a place out here in Vegas. It's uh by down by Lake Mead. Uh there's some some alpaca store out there and uh actually um we had saw when we first moved here and I was thinking I might get like alpaca seat seat covers for my car and I never did that, but my dad just popped up one day uh for Christmas and was like, Here's here's your, your Christmas gift and it was an alpaca rug. Here's here's what I, I advise you not do though is don't get like an alpaca fur that you wear out or anything like that because you'll end up sitting down at the movie or something, get real comfortable, and fall asleep. So so be careful, you know, what kind of alpaca you get. I just want to let you guys know that people that are listening into the show are now hashtagging alpaca on the booty. So uh, it's trending. Thank you, Sean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, I got to post something. It's only I got to post something. Well, I mean, you know, be careful what you post. You don't want your Instagram account to get suspended. So make sure it's a clothed alpaca, alpaca piece. Uh, you, know, you know me. You know I'm, I'm gonna be, uh, I'm gonna be correct. You know I ain't gonna do nothing crazy. <laughs> All right. Well, Sean, it has been a pleasure. Uh, we look forward to seeing your fight, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you, sweetie. I have a good Thank night. Thank you, Sean. Oh, God. All right. That was great. Alpaca on the alpaca on the boot. Who knew? An there, alpaca. There is people Boy, hashtagging alpaca on the booty. This is so funny. <laughs> well, we know it's not PETA. Well, let's take a break, and when we come back, we will talk more on the record. Are you looking for a website that has all the latest and upcoming boxing events plus unique and stylish boxing shirts and hoodies for men and women? Go check out RagingBabe.com. It's your one-stop shop for the most current boxing info and fresh boxing apparel for him and her. Shop online today at RagingBabe.com. Use the promo code RB20 at checkout for 20% off your entire purchase today. That's code RB20 for 20% off your entire purchase today. Only at RagingBabe.com. So join the movement and see why attitude and loyalty become passion and determination only at RagingBabe.com. All right, guys, so look, we're back, and we have a little bit of bad news for you guys. Uh, We spoke to Keith Thurman and his publicist tonight, and he was really feeling under the weather, and he really, really wanted to do this show. He heard so much about it. Um, Even Deontay Wilder had told him what a wonderful show we have and how much fun he had the the, the week of his fight, and Keith was just really, really under the weather today. He had a bad training day. Um, he was literally home in the dark with a major migraine, um, and he said, look, I'm going to be asleep by 9 o'clock tonight. And he's Eastern time in Florida, so he is not going to be able to call in the show, but he did promise, promise, promise us that he would call in and make it his business to call in next Wednesday. So, unfortunately, we're not going to hear from Keith Thurman tonight, but we are all ready for him, and we are set for him next week. So, hopefully he gets better, and hopefully he feels better, and can get back to uh, to training tomorrow. I mean, he just sounded miserable on the phone, um, but he was really looking forward to it. So we're all a little bummed out, but we will hear from him next Wednesday. Uh, other than that, 
I know it sucked. We were so ready for him. We had some really fun stuff um, planned, and we're just going to have to save it, and you're just going to have to tune in next week because we were going to have a really good time with him. It was really going to be a riot. So I know we're all disappointed. I know I don't even get to use my – man, I was playing it in the background a little bit when uh, Sean was uh, speaking but I didn't even get to use my little fancy drops this week. I was so excited about um, the stuff I wanted to play for Thurman, so we'll have to save it. I have my... <laughs> I had it on. Okay, wait. Wait, one more, one more, because this is What so am funny. I doing out here? Oh, it's so hot. I thought I wanted chicken. I don't even know anymore. I just want some water, some AC. Yeah, I was gonna get it. I was gonna get into it with uh with Keith about the. With, uh, well, well, we'll save it. You'll tune in next week, and Keith will be back with us. And we're looking forward to having him. You know, he's a real colorful guy. He's got a lot to talk about. So tune in next week, and we will have Mr. One Time back with us. So we'll call this week's edition halftime because we have showtime next week. We'll have one time, so we'll call tonight halftime. So here we are. But we're still having a great time. Oh, before we go into, since uh, we're having a shorter show, before we get into uh, Ryan's news update, Michelle, I think you have a little word on the curb for us. I do. Um, Nothing real major, but a little word on the curb. Um, Oscar De La Hoya and uh, Eric Gomez and Bernard Hopkins, they've been in Philly the past couple days. And something is brewing in Philly. Um, It's no surprise that Bernard has one fight left in him. And the rumor has it is that he wants to fight his last fight in the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia. So not quite sure, you know, what venue they're looking at or what business is really going down. But word on the curve, it does have something to do with Bernard's last fight um, that could probably most likely take place in the spring. Um, the other little word in the curb I have is that Abnimades was spotted in L.A. doing some commercials and some photo shoots and some interviews, and um, he could very well end up on the March 12th card. So we'll know more and we'll hear more about that, um, probably more by next week, but um, there's a good, good chance that he'll be on that March 12th card. And that's all I got for you guys. So on to Ryan with Action News. Oh, shoot. See, I was playing around. Okay. We got some good news for you this week. Um, I'll start off with what I mentioned at the beginning of the show. Kenny Golovkin has a new IBF mandatory. As We were supposed to have Terry Allen Johnson on the show, I believe, last week. But he couldn't come on because uh, – Publicist didn't want him to come on and talk about how he screwed up his shoulder and, and can't take the fight. So since he's out, the IBF, um, you know, just you know, discarded him and went to the next guy in the ratings. And he, that person, happens to be Dominic Wade. Um, <clears throat> that's all him fighter. So things starting to get interesting now. Um, apparently, K2 is in negotiations with uh, Wade at the moment, and, uh, you know, they have 30 days to make this deal. Otherwise, it goes to a purse bid. Um, purse bid wouldn't work because uh, HBO has an exclusive contract with uh, Triple G, and uh, he, he simply just can't fight on any other network. It just 
So if, if I'll, I'll, well, not technically Al Hammond, but one of the front promoters, I think it's uh, Tom Brown, that's uh, that we've been putting up the money uh, for the fight. Um, had they won the first bid, they, they couldn't take it to PBC or, or Showtime or, or anything because uh, Golovkin simply can't fight on HBO. So if the fight happens, it'll be on HBO. Um, that means that him, if I will return to HBO, I guess it'll be like, what, the first time since Edwin Rodriguez fought Andre Ward. Um, you know, that was a pretty desperate situation back then. Um, they, they pretty much didn't have anybody for Ward to fight, and Rodriguez was just, you know, as high as rated a contender as possibly could get in the ring with him. Wade, on the other hand, who I don't think anybody really wants to see Wade fight Golovkin. Um, his his rating is entirely based on beating a 41-year-old Sam Solomon, and pretty much everybody thought he lost. So, hard fight to sell. But it is the IBM mandatory, and Triple G is always talking about, you know, he wants to collect all the belts. And uh, you can't hold all the belts if you drop one of them. So, difficult situation. Um, we'll see if HBO accepts the fight. Uh, I... Um, people like uh, Dan Rayfield are just, you know, kind of assuming that they're already okay with it because, um, you know, K2 and, uh, and and Heyman are already, you know, in negotiations, you know, for, for the fight. Are, are but, we going uh, to see, see, Ryan, Ryan, are we going to see people, like, crap all over this fight? Because if it were another fighter in maybe Heyman's stable, they would be tearing this fight to shreds. So is is Golovkin gonna get the same type of backlash? Because it's a, a mandatory fight, people like, you know, automatically give him a pass. They would, you know, give the backlash to the IBF and not, not to Golovkin. Um, because he's he's not the one that's taking the fight. The IBF is telling him you have to fight this guy or we're gonna, you know, take your title away from you. So, you know, what's he supposed to do? Um I mean, but yes, it's not. No, nobody wants to see the fight. That's for sure. So, if nobody wants to see the fight, why would HBO pay for the fight? Now, I, I HBO, think I, I think Dwayne Wade would do better than Dominic Wade. <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow! I didn't even get a man. Man. That would have been so you know, much better if I was ready for it. Well, you know, at least Wayne Wade would have a weight advantage. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that Gruffy uh, really doesn't have any opponents. Like, uh, I, the the only other person that they were talking about he might fight is Matt Korobov. And uh, I guess the last time we saw him on TV, he got knocked out by Andy Lee. He was winning that fight up until the part where he got knocked out. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, if, if that's the last you know, people have seen of you, um, the people are not really going to want to see that fight either. So it's it's like a lose lose situation with Golovkin. I I just we'll see. But here's the thing: if, if HBO buys this fight, and that's a big if in my opinion, they've got to buy better Heyman fights. Like if you're going to buy like the worst possible Heyman fight, uh, if Heyman has a good fight to offer you, you got to take that too. It's just only fair. It's just it doesn't make sense otherwise. I just think they don't want to spend the money on it because if they get a better fight, then they gotta give him more money and they're probably just mortified at the fact that they have to give him any money at all. So the idea of giving him a sufficient amount of greenery for a decent fight, they're just, uh, I'm pretty sure that that Matt Korobov beat Golovkin in the amateurs, didn't he? No, no, he he didn't. They fought Golovkin won. Um, but yeah, hmm. I mean, that, he he wants to rematch. Uh, well, we had Corbin on the show. We we interviewed him about that. He said, "Yeah, he, he we definitely did. 
We did. We no, did. Yeah, we had a crow buff on the show like uh, early last year or a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Early 2015. We sure did. Sure. It was on the card because I saw him in Vegas. It was uh, he was on the undercard of something. I don't remember. I think was it the American Devin Alexander fight or I don't know. I just remember I was in. No, he was on the undercard of. I don't know. I just saw him in Vegas at the top rank gym, and I know that it was right after we had him on the show, and he was sparring to, like, disco techno. I think that's what jinxed him. So, uh, good luck to Matt Korobov. If he gets a fight against Golovkin, ay ay ay. It's I just I, – I don't think it's just going to fare too well for him. I broke my back. Your back is broken. What's final? I think it'll be something yeah. like that. So but anyway, that is, carry on. So that's that's all I got on Golovkin. You know, maybe we'll see the fight, maybe not. Um, if if not, then I think the whole you know unified middleweight middleweight division is out. So like, he'll hope hopefully he'll get that Canelo fight, and then you know that'll just be it. Then he'll just move well, up to middleweight. Well, hope, hopefully they'll stack the undercard because if it is. Golovkin, Wade. I mean, yes, Golovkin is a big draw wherever you take him. He could sell out in L.A. He could sell out in New York. He could probably go to Texas and sell sell out. Damn, he could probably go to Philly and sell out. But they're going to need a really Mm. strong card. Yeah. Well, you know, there's always the Chocolatito. Not Chocolatito. Chocolatito is Michael Jackson's brother. Chocolatito could end up on the card since uh, Leffler is his American promoter. So hopefully we can wish for that, but it all depends on who is, who is Dominic Wade's promoter? Uh, Tom Brown, on on behalf of Al Hammer. Oh. Uh, (laughs) Oh. Okay, well, that about solves that. So we'll get, uh, maybe we'll get Rashi Warren. We'll get Rashi Warren on the other card. And like uh, something like that, but anyway, carry on, Ryan. Carry on. Okay, um, Kovalev. Um, after he, you know, dispenses with with Jean Pascal, he looks like he's going to go and have a fight in Russia in June because they were unable to come to an agreement. You know, no surprise with with uh, Adonis Stevenson. Um, Stevenson looks like he'll fight Shocking. the leader Alvarez in April, which is a good fight, honestly. Um, Stevenson and Alvarez, you know, they're, they're, Alvarez is a top top rated contender now after he beat uh, Isaac Chalampa. So, mm. um, yep, Stevenson, Alvarez, April Kovalev, um, TBA in June and in Russia, and then Kovalev Ward in November. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, please don't pull out. Kovalev Ward. <laughs> Why the fuck you lying? Why you always lying? Oh my God! Stop yeah. fucking lying! Lying! I'm sorry. Yeah. I, we're I not getting Kovalev Ward. He would lose all the credibility he had left if he pulled out of this fight. It's going to happen. Andre Ward is coming back. He's going to fight Kovalev end this year. Why the fuck you lying? <laughs> okay, I had to just give you the short version. I believe it when I see it. I, and, and it's all due respect. It's all due respect to Andre Ward. But Kovalev Ward. Why the fuck you lie? Okay, I'm gonna stop. Oh. Anyway, carry on, Ryan. Carry oh, on. 
Kovalikov's uh, coming back, too. Uh, he tried to get a rematch with Matisse. Matisse turned it down again. So now it's looking like he wants to fight a rematch with Mauricio Herrera, Brandon Rios, or Adrian Granados. And all of those are very fun fights, like, you know, potential fight of the year candidates. Um, I mean, these guys aren't exactly, you know, on and popping right now. Might not mean anything ratings-wise, but uh, you'll definitely want to see the fight. That's for sure. In fights that actually do matter, the WBA ordered uh, Juan Carlos Payano to fight Jamie McDonald. Payano is, is their super champion, and McDonald's the, the regular champion. So, you know, the WBA, they're, they're working to consolidate their belts now. And, you know, both these guys, you know, top top guys at, at Dana Wade, that's 118 pounds. So I, I am looking forward to this fight. I am a pro- I'm so proud of you, Ryan. The fact that you said fight that mattered in WBA in the same sentence. That's progress. Hey, don't don't that quote is me progress. on that. <laughs> they they just got lucky. That's what it is. Um okay. uh, down under, Jeff Horn is, is gonna fight Randall Bailey on March second. Who? Uh, Randall Bailey. Jeff Horn. Yeah. <laughs> um, Randall Bailey is back. <laughs> Randall Bailey is back. Um, now that that's a guy um, that really is one time. Okay, Randall Bailey hits you with one punch and that's it. Like he he might not do anything the whole other fight, but if he lands that one straight right hand on you, and that, that's a wrap. <laughs> so Jeff Horn, he's a, he's a good prospect. He'll hope he's favored to win. What, who what was it that say? Randall Bailey lost the belt to? Was it Devin Alexander? Devin, oh Devin Alexander. Yeah. Yeah. That fight was so effing boring. Like, yo, <laughs> yes. if anybody has problems sleeping at night, put on Devin Alexander versus Randall Bailey. It was awful. It was an Be awful fight. Nice. Not that hard. What? Uh, Be fucking nice. <laughs> Not that hard. Isabella. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, it was a boring fight. I, I couldn't even. I just wanted a reason to use our Lou drop. A shout out to Lou DeBella. We we got you immortalized now on our own drop. Randall Bailey's fights are boring. He's fucking nice. Not that hard. But it, Randall, shout out to Randall Bailey. You know, one of my early interviews for the Ruckus. Uh, no, not even for the Ruckus. For BadCulture.net, the site I interviewed him back in the day, and hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm awake. Go ahead, Ryan. Carry on. Let's see. Other fights. Zab Judah and Virgil Green is now in doubt. So he was going to come back on February 19th. Now they don't know. Why the fuck you lie? <laughs> okay, sorry. Zab Judah is just, you know, he, he can't materialize the fight for whatever reason. Um, this is like the third opponent and just just nothing. Poor Zab. Well, what? I mean, what? Why does he? Why is he even bothering at this point? Why is he even bothering to try to fight? Gets a fight, and then what sucks about it? He's promoted by uh, himself and uh, Greg Cohen. Greg Cohen also has yeah. him as well, right? Right. Yeah, Greg right. Cohen has him, and then what was supposed to happen before was Ava Knight was supposed to be on the undercard of that fight. Zab mm-hmm. pull out the fight, they throw away the whole card. Ava Knight gets no fight. That sucks. And then she's locked into a promotional agreement. Man, she might as well be signed to Suge Knight at this point. Okay. Poor oh, my God. Poor Ava. I know. As far as I said, want to be an artist and want to stay a star, 
Don't want to don't have to worry about the executive producer trying to be all in the video, all on the record, dancing. You know, I had to throw in some Suge Knight there, too. She might as well be signed to Suge Knight because she's not putting out no fights. She can't do any other fights because she has a promoter. The face of the promotion is pulling out the fights, so she can't fight. That sucks. She can't even fight out her contract because she can't get put on a card. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. Shout out to Ava Knight, girl power. Yeah, it's it really the same. Like she, I read her as the best flyweight in the world in women's boxing, but uh, she hasn't had a fight in over a year. So, yeah, what can you do? Um, mm. Let's see. On Friday night, there was that Showbox card, and Jarrell Miller, you know, he looked pretty impressive uh, destroying Donovan Dennis. It was a pretty brutal finish. And now they're mm-hmm. talking about Miller coming back against the only guy that put a blemish on his record, which was a draw with Joey DeWaco. And mm. both these guys can punch. So this is a pretty intriguing rematch. Um, they're talking about making it on, what's the date? April 22nd. So Miller DeWaco to April 22nd. I'm not sure where they would put the card, but uh, it'll, it'll be, you know, an all-hammer production. <laughs> Uh, Showtime, you know, PBC, I'm not sure. Look, I'm cool with this Miller big baby, but he's got to stop with those damn outfits. It was borderline, like, (laughs) barf. It was borderline inappropriate the other night. I mean, I was sitting front row with Bam from Philly, and he had on these tight, tight little shorts with this little diaper-looking skirt, and... I mean, come on, man. He's got these huge thunder thighs, and you don't even want to watch him. And, guys, it's worse when you're sitting in the front row. You know, like, I get it, like, the whole big baby and all, but, man, come on. Like, it's just, it's out of control. Yeah, I guess nobody wants to see a grown man in diapers. <laughs> we'll just call so. him Baby Hugh. I turned on the TV, and I saw that little, it looked like he was wearing a dickie. And I'm like, what the hell is going on on my TV right now? I'm all for a gimmick and all, but maybe just not that gimmick. Man, put him in a onesie. Maybe that might be a better look. Can fighters wear a onesie? Can you wear it? Can you wear a shirt if you want to in the ring? Uh, real talk. I mean, you know how sometimes basketball players wear the little, the second skin fitted shirt underneath the jersey. Can boxers wear any up top or does it say in the rules that you no, must be bare Nothing up top, but you can have multiple layers underneath. Well, he well, needs to put more layers him. on. He needs to put more layers on because the score is out of control and it, it, yeah. it needs to be banned. He needs a few more <laughs> inches on the trunks. He needs a few more inches mm. on the score. I mean, it was hookerish. It was terrible. It was <laughs> Man, if he keep wearing his skirts that short, you know, we might find out he need a few inches somewhere else, too. (laughs) Well, while we're on the subject of big babies, uh, Julio Cesar Savage Jr. is back in training camp. Oh, God. Oh, God. What, training for what, a taco eating contest? (laughs) No, no, he's he's training for a fight with Badu Jack. And you know it's serious this time because Robert Garcia is actually living with him. So he's oh, you know, he's making sure that Chavez is waking up early in the morning. He's doing all his running, uh, so Chavez can't can't goof off because Robert's always going to be there. 
That's the equivalent of you posting bail for somebody, and once you post their bail, you put them on house arrest at your house to make sure that your money don't run off. That's ridiculous. That is a grown ass <laughs> man. The hell out Look, of here. it needs to be done. Chavez Jr. cannot be uh, held to his own devices. He's, he's just not not reliable. Can't depend on the guy. Well, now that we're talking about Robert mm-hmm. Garcia, you know, we could talk about the situation between him and Brandon Rios. You know, it was reported yep. this week that um, that Brandon is moving on and he's going to go back and he's going to train with his father. He feels like he has another fight left in him. And I'm sure he doesn't want to go out like that where, you know, he lost pretty dreadfully versus Tim Bradley. Um, and we all heard Robert Garcia say, you know, I, I wouldn't train him again if he decided to continue on. But if you if you read the interview that was posted on Boxing Scene, it sounded like Garcia would have actually trained him again. And he said, well, you know, Robert just decided to go with his father, and I respect that, and I wish him all the luck, and we're still cool. So, I don't think it's that Roberts didn't want to train him anymore. I think that Rios just went in a different direction and pretty much left Robert. That's interesting. You know, so we've got Rios has left the RGBA. Cuellar, didn't Cuellar left the RGBA? Um, we see what's up with Kelly Pavlik. Uh, maybe, uh, Margarito is making a comeback. Is Garcia training Margarito for this comeback? My doctor right. is fat and happy. Uh I don't know. Man, if you wanted to get in at the RGBA, they got room for you now. They thinned out Mikey Garcia not fighting. So, I mean, what's going? What's really going on at the Robert Garcia Boxing Academy? I well, don't know. You, you know, might you know, know. I mean, you got Rios. Madonna is pretty much done. You know, Madonna's not in no rush to come back and train anytime soon. He weighs about, you know, about 225 right now. And then, <laughs> 245. And then yeah. Donaire, Nonito, Nonito Donaire has moved on. So uh, I think Robert's mm-hmm. going to probably just concentrate on Chavez and Bradovich. And who else has he got? Mikey Perez, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Rodriguez. Uh, and maybe a couple of, uh, yeah, maybe a couple of his other guys, his young guys. Man, well, yeah, Maidana thicker than a snicker. I know that Robert gave his blessing to Rios on this. They said they're still friends and everything. Because Rios is his, his training with his father for the fight, so Robert really, you know, he feels no ill will, you know, in that regard. You know, it's not like he's leaning him for another, you know, world class trainer. It's his father, so their their, their relationship's still good. Okay. Mm. All right. Well, well. Okay. Well, what? When did this article come out on Boxing Scene today? Uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before. Okay, well, we'll see what happens next week because, you know, it was all peaches and cream with uh, Bradley and Joel Diaz, and then a week later it was the Hatfields and the McCoys. So we'll see what uh, story develops at the uh, RGBA as the uh, time of our can, – can somebody get Brenda Rios on the show for us? Can we holler at Brenda we, Rios? So we, we – I, I want to holler at Brandon. Yep, yep. All right. So more more news, Ryan. More. Do you have more for us? Oh yeah, no, always, always. Um, um, let's see. In the light heavyweight division, while Sergey Kovalev is the super champion, the regular champion is Jurgen Bremer, and he's he's German. He you know he does pretty good ratings over in Germany. Uh, he's had the title for a while, and his next defense will be against Thomas Oost- Oosthuizen from from where is he from? He's from South Africa. 
that guy's undefeated, but his his some of his victories have been questionable, and he just hasn't looked great in a while. Like at one time, people really thought he was you know like future light heavyweight division or super middleweight division, but it's just it didn't pan out. So now he's against Brahma, who I would say is definitely the toughest test of his career, even though Brahma is 37 years old now and and you know doesn't have really high profiles on his record, but. Uh, he looks good against the guys that he fights, like Enzo Macaronelli, for instance. Uh, he blew him out five rounds. And, you know, Enzo, you know, he just knocked out Roy Jones. Not that that means a whole lot these days. Oh, <laughs> uh, poor. Leave Roy alone. Oh, well, yeah, well. So, yeah, this, this is it, good it, it is fight. what it is. It, it's a good life with this fight. No. Um, That's all. I mean, that's all you can hope for these days, a, a good fight. You know, though it seems like those are hot. You know, an actual competitive fight, an actual 50-50 fight, you know, not a, a, a mismatch. Why why fight a competitive fight when you could fight a Salka? Sage work. And, uh, speaking, Sage. Of, um, speaking of the, the, the mismatch being crucial, especially for, for ratings-wise, that's why I think the primary reason why the Wilder Spilker ratings dipped so much from in Wilder's previous ratings against uh, uh, who Devern. People look when Wilder fought Devern, people thought Wilder was a hype job that was finally going to get exposed. Like everybody tuned in to see Wilder get knocked out. It you know it didn't happen, and you know he, then he had a you know ran a couple more wins and he fought Spilker and nobody would get Spilker shot so. Just not interested. I mean, you gotta make the fights interesting, you, you know. Nice, gotta kind of give danger, show danger. Be fucking nice. Not that hard. I know. I so, love that though. The first time I, I heard that, that I thought Lou was on the show. <laughs> 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 That's our honorary yeah. co-host. That's the honorary co-host, man. We got Lou got to just do the show like like once a month with us, like actually sit in and do the whole show. And I'm just gonna mute myself. I'm gonna let him go and let him interview. I'm like, if I could see Lou DeBella interviewing someone, let's see who would we? I would like to see Lou DeBella interview Brandon Rios. You thought we had we could play count the f bombs with him and Jolene? Could you imagine Lou DeBella interviewing Brandon Rios? <laughs> I don't think they have enough f bombs to 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 pull that off. Ryan, if you could pick a fighter for Lou DeBella, angry Lou DeBella, not chill Lou DeBella, if you could pick a fighter for Lou DeBella to interview on the Ruckus, who would you want him to interview? Uh, but quickly, I'll... quickly. Just for the history. Ooh, oh. Bernard Hopkins. <laughs> Bernard Hopkins. We only got like two hours. We we need like a whole twenty four hours. My God. How about you, Michelle? If you could pick one for uh Luda Bello, who would you pick? Jermaine Taylor. Oh, oh my god. Oh wow. That that man. We'd we'd get a whole we that'd be a whole a whole different show. I broke but, my you know, back. Maybe. Your back is broken. What's final? <laughs> okay. Um. That'd be something like that. Well, let's uh, let's finish up this news so we can wrap yeah. it up for the evening. Have an early night. Yeah, you know WBA they're on fire lately. They're ordering a whole bunch of fights. A lot of them are good. Um, Anthony Crolla and Ismael Barroso. 
they're going to be fighting. Mm. Uh, Corolla, you know, he's recently coming off that, that really nice stoppage uh, where he picked up the title from Darius Perez. While Barroso is, he's, he knocked out a guy that Corolla, you know, could have fought in a big domestic showdown in the U.K. Barroso um, um, knocked out uh, Kevin Mitchell. And he, he really dominated Kevin Mitchell, like way, way worse than what Jorge Linares was able to do to him. So, so now you you have um, Barroso and, and Crowler in a good fight. Excellent. Uh, well, all right. Demetrius Andre, he he accepted the WBC final eliminator with Charles Haley, which was a, a given. Uh, Haley's just not Ooh. not that good. Uh, he he beat Anthony Bundy. That that's what got him the rating. Oh, uh, we got him on the show too. All right. Oh, we so, got all of them on the show. Right. So I once once the new champion is, is crowned, who has to fight? That's uh, one of the Charlos. Um, Jermaine Charlo versus uh, John Jackson, I think. And then you know the winner mm-hmm. will fight uh, the winner of uh, Demetrius Andre versus Charles Haley. Guys, guys, Ryan, you just mentioned Charlo, and I forgot about this little word on the curve. Remember last week. I was saying that they're trying to make Jamal Charlo versus Vanis. Right. Well, mm-hmm. this week there has been some type of halt to this negotiation, and it's coming from Charlo's side. So not sure if it's Ronnie uh, Shields that doesn't want it or if Jamal is a little bit too heavy. Everybody knows that there's been a rumor that he's been looking to move up to 160. They're not sure if he can make 154 anymore. But, you know, he holds the belt, and it seemed like everything – was going in the right direction, and the fight was going to get signed. And all of a sudden this week, the pump, the brakes have been pumped, and nobody really knows what's going on. So um, not sure what's going on with Jamal Charlo, but I don't know if we're going to get that Vanis fight after all. And you know if it doesn't happen, Vanis is going to blow, and he's just going to air this cat out. He's been, he's been wild on Twitter again recently anyway, so let's see. He told uh, five days ago, he told Vanez, you should do track and field the way you're running from everyone. I know anything. I know everything. Ah. So, mm. so they already been, uh, you know, Vanez got some Twitter fingers too. We got to get him back on the show. So, you know, whatever. God, he, Vanez is a great Twitter. He tweets, God loves you. And then the next day it's a little Wayne lyric. So, hey, shout out to Vanez. All right. Well, I think that we have uh, dragged this out long enough for tonight. Once again, thank you oh. to show. T- oh, I'm sorry. Do you did you have uh, something else? All right, no. let's see. I'll pick the most controversial one of the the last five that I have. Fifty Cent has successfully fended off yet another lawsuit. You know, there, there was James Kirkland, there was Ryan Martin, and now there's Yuriokis Gambella. And he, he shot them all down. You know, they all wanted to get out of their contracts, and 50, uh, he locked them in. <laughs> so he, he still got uh, his fighters. Um, will they fight? Who knows? But uh, 50 still has a promotional company, even though he declared bankruptcy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, he, he'll he be all right. He'll be all right. We'll, we'll all drink some vitamin water in, in, on his behalf. Well, all right, kids. Another installment of the Ruckus in the record books. Thank you to Showtime Sean Porter. Thank you to Ryan Bivens. Thank you to RB. We'll be back next week with Keith Thurman. 
you know, who's a little under the weather. Sorry if you tuned in for you guys, but hey, theater of the unknown. So we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. Make sure you visit badculture.net, ragingbabe.com, sweet boxing ratings, and good night. This is Harold Letterman, and thank you for listening to Bad Culture Radio.